Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. Rise and shine, St. Louis. It's the morning after on KPN-TFM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. At the morning after STL on YouTube and on TMASTL.com. With Tim McKernan, Doug Vaughn, Iggy Strode, The Plowboy, and Action Jackson. 707 in St. Louis, welcome to TMA from the Michelob Ultra Studios. It's our Munganess St. Louis Acura Alton Toyota. 7 o'clock hour, Timothy Michael McKernan, Douglas Elvin, Vaughn, Kenneth Iggy Strode, the Plowhawk, and Action Jackson with you. And uh, ours is the kind of program where swinger couples on OnlyFans who make 700000 a year in St. Louis feel free to drop by at any time, Doug. We're coming off of the Erica and Drew Swings 9 o'clock hour. If you missed it, go watch it on YouTube. Yeah. It's hot, hot, hot. We have more swingers coming in today, or is that going to do it for do we? the week? Jackson, what do we have coming up? Uh, yeah, we're gonna actually have like a, kind of a swingers roundtable. We'll, we'll host a symposium. A new we'll podcast. Bring, bring up yeah, issues. That's what I do. Uh, we'll, you know, their thoughts on certain things in the swinger community. Nice. You know, that probably would be a podcast that would get. Well, some why don't popularity. we do it? Swingers well, podcast. I'm sure there's 30 of them out there. You know what I was thinking about? Yeah, none <laughs> with five hot guys. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. Their success. Ain't no swingers. It's not like a young, I've had some foursomes and eightsomes. high prospect rookie no, out there. They did it for five <laughs> years before they made a ton of money. Yeah. So that, they kind of had some dedication. They it did. wasn't like they, they fell ass backwards. It was they a passion it. project that became, uh, oh. you know, made them millionaires. I wonder I mean, if they'll pick up more followers based on their interview yesterday. I thought I saw a text or it was on the YouTube chat about them gaining 32 subscribers, but I couldn't oh, tell. Oh, yeah. That was serious or not. Since the interview started, it was coming more toward the tail end of the interview when I saw the message. And I was curious if that was real or fake. Drew Swing sent me a very nice message. What did Drew say? He just said, thanks for having us on. That was really fun. We've uh, been flooded with messages from people, so we really appreciate it. Or is the sex positive oh. show? Yeah. Brand yeah. building. I do kink shame. Yeah, I know. I feel like you're working through that, though. No, I'm pretty steadfast in that. When are you going to change that? I, mean, <laughs> no, I won't. What is your kink, Doug? And I, you, if, even if you don't have one, what would be yours? Hmm. If you could question. pick one. Can't you know, scat one. play, I guess, right? Ah, no, scat water, play. Water sports? Mm. Rainbow showers? Uh, Sex with a piece of chicken? That's all you eat. Uh, That's all I eat, bro. Well, That's all you eat? Had a lot of wonderful, wonderful <laughs> suggestions. suggestions for me right here. It's a lot to choose from. Yeah, diversified. Yeah. Uh, get involved in the program, EDF Group go. Text Inbox, 314-881-TMA5. Uh, that's how you can text in. And just be a friend of the feather. Uh, you can also email in uh, the morning after at InsideSTL.com for our design, air, heating, and cooling email of the day. 
and call in 636-9004-TMA. Uh, most of the callers are, are women, but uh, today, mm-hmm. you know, if a guy wants to call in, we can get him on 636-9004-TMA. And tables for our TMA Trivia Night at St. Gabriel's on November 11th. That goes on sale, Doug, at 8 o'clock today at TMASTL.com. $45 for all of your AB products and salt and smoke that night. You can bring whatever food and drink you want as well. Uh, tables are eight-person tables, but you can book for one. Or you can book for four. You can book for three. Yeah. How about seven? Sure. You could be your own team if you wanted. If you wanted to be. could see Buck Swope winning by himself. Yeah, yeah, I could see I think that. we came close to selling out last year if we didn't sell out. Every table was full last year. Yeah. So you may want to get in there early. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. For nothing else for my music round. Oh, no. This is going to be about you and your music round, isn't it? Won't be about me. <laughs> no. It'll be about the music. Okay. What round do I get to create? No, you want to create one? kind of do. Which I'm one? experienced in creating trivia since we had those once a monthers. Oh, that's right. I had a lot of experience in doing You've got a nice background in this. Yeah. It's hard because you... You know, you want to do almost a theme, but then there'll be certain people like a Seinfeld round, uh, Game of Thrones round. But there'll be people that never watched a show. Those are popular shows. What about Pepper and Genie round about all the great episodes and tidbits? Well, it's the same with music, though. If you listen to a certain genre of music, you think everybody knows about that. And then other stars and other genres you don't know anything at all about. So well, yeah, if you have a history round, if you don't know anything about history, I mean, there's going to be certain things that probably people don't know. You can't make it easy for everybody. No, but history is a little, little more broad than music or sports. Speaking of Game of Thrones, you know, Jason Momoa is going to be in town next week. I saw that too. To do what? Learn post that. He's got a vodka out. A vodka out. He's got a new vodka. He's got a new vodka out. Okay. Yeah. I put a call into his or a message into his handlers to see if he can stop in studio. And is he a swinger? No, but he's he's one of the few people in Game of Thrones. And Tim, tell me if I'm wrong. Sophie Turner is only known because she married Joe Jonas. Nobody on that show has really done anything. They weren't they weren't really big names before that, except for maybe Sean Bean. But was Sean Bean one of your? I don't know who that is. But he's become. Uh, Huge since that show. Pete Dinklage was was yeah he was, was big known. before that yeah. You call him Peter Peter. I say Pete. Oh, okay. Petey Dinklage. Yeah, I doubt he'll come in. But Charles at least, Dance. At least too. I reached reached out. You to reached him. out to see if Mamal will come in. Yeah. Well, if not, we'll have Gabe. <laughs> okay. Well, it's next week when he's in town. We have Gabe, Gabe next week. Gabe doesn't mind being bumped. Is there one guest that? Well, we'd probably be what thrilled day. Yeah. by the text. Yeah. He'd be happy about that. His Tuesday appearance starts at 4.30. I don't know what time he's getting in. And then Wednesday, he starts at 10 o'clock, his first appearance. So he'd have to come in here at like 7.38 before he goes over to Schnooks. He's a lot of man. I don't know if he'll fit in the closet. <sighs> no, don't say he's a lot of man. The ladies love him. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Is that right? They play Hey Did a Little? Well, I, oh. that's not, I don't know. That Doug, what women, what man do women masturbate most to? I know that's what I assume, but I didn't want to like, I didn't want to be leading like as a counselor. I didn't want you to object and say, well, that's leading. Yeah. But I know we have a lot of women who listen. I would guess Iggy since he's had so many. That's a bad deal. That's a bad deal. Ryan Reynolds maybe. Think so? 
But I, my Facebook is flooded with this Jace Moas in town. It's all women. And they're tagging their other friends. Well, like the, what they like is that Chamalier guy or... Chamalier. Doug, he's that? a guy who, who tells that? you what wine to order. Really? That's a Somalier. Right? Somalier. I'm going to find him. Just uh, Timothy Sh- Timothy Chamalier. Thank you. I'm close enough. Jawline King. Doug, you call him the jawline, a jawline king? king? I'm worried about Jackson. First, he's called somebody a, a lot of hunk of man, and now a jawline king. I can't wait to see Wonka. <laughs> really? Yeah. See, I like the I like prequels. I like I'm a big prequel guy. Oh, are you? Yeah. That's just original how you ideas. Raised. Be damned. Well, I, I Jackson, I much prefer original movies. I just know that's not going to happen anymore. That's fair. So at least he's a decent enough actor. He's great. I just wish look... he would spend time doing cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, Lisa Bonet and Jason Momoa worked together for a long time. Really? Yeah. Before she might, she might be one of the most beautiful ladies of all time. Yeah. You, you and, think uh, Lisa Bonet is one of the most beautiful women of all time? She's up there. Her, her father. Well, you, you didn't really dig into that position when I followed no. up. Yeah, I've been in her prime. She was is, good in Angel Heart. Already backtracking? We're not even on the stand yet. She's quite a bit older than Jason Momoa. Uh, 11 years. Well, how about that? They have, uh, or Lisa Bonet and uh, Lenny Kravitz have Zoe Kravitz together. How about that? Okay. Okay. This is such lovely. a great opening segment. And All I right. can turn it, turn it back to the other question. What guy do girls masturbate most? I would <laughs> have to throw Lenny Kravitz in there. What kind of segment is this? Tell me what you see. That is a that is a good looking man. Oh gosh. Who are we talking about again? I, I don't know. Blacked Lenny, out. Lenny Kravitz. Oh. Yeah, I don't know if I like lip piercings. <laughs> on a male You're still on the now. fence there? <laughs> yeah, I don't want someone that looks like he's got a bunch of shower curtain hooks in his nose. I know. Burke, you swing both ways. That's from your buddy Sweet Sweet Kai, who's in the Inner Harbor. No. Well, you're a friend. You should know that Sweet Sweet Kai. <laughs> Where's he at? Alabama? Baltimore. Oh, I'm just way what? off. Crabbing and scalloping. <laughs> Close. <laughs> Non-stop crabbing. Gosh, the segment's off to a rough start. Blues lose in a shootout, but pretty impressive to take the Stars to OT, considering their offensive firepower. Blues with Mm -hmm. a new defensive system here in the 2023-24 campaign, and well, Doug, it's paying high dividends in the early going. (laughs) Thanks, Jordan Bennington, and for a Jim Dandy and a performance. Hey, Jordan Cairo, why don't you shoot the puck, damn it? (laughs) Blues pick up a point. Mm -hmm. We'll see you tomorrow night. At Enterprise against the Kraken. Okay. Nice nice little wrap-up. Thank you. It does bother me on the shootouts that they go so fast. Slow down. Who are you yelling at now? Cairo? Cairo. So in Dallas, they just go real slow, go from one side to the other, back to the middle. You were, wa- you were yeah. watching the Blues in the shootout? Highlights. Yeah. Oh, I guess I didn't watch I didn't even want to get a headache of trying to <laughs> maneuver watching an actual sporting event, so I watched Atlanta. Well, it's so relaxing if you just want to switch channels. Oh. Because you got, oh. you got Bailey's, which is great, and they're doing well. And then if you want to watch the Phillies and the Braves and a 100-win team uh, lose uh, in the first round or second round, depending on your perspective, along with the other two 100-win teams now gone in Major League Baseball's cash grab postseason tournament, the, you got to then 
exit Bailey's, which is, is easy, and then you go to your network television, your cable, your satellite, what have you, and then if you don't watch uh, the Missouri Chiefs of St. Louis that play in Kansas City, you then go to Amazon. So it's just, it's real. You're just pressing a button or It's two. not easy. I gave up at one point. I have oh, Spectrum, I, I, so I could watch the Blues and I could watch the baseball back and forth. I said, you know what? I'm going to watch a little football. So I picked up the remote. I went from HDMI 1 to HDMI 3. That took five minutes while it was black. Okay, now something popped up. Who's watching it, asked me. I'm watching. All right, let's go to black for another five minutes. I'm telling you, I got up and I used the restroom. I came back and it was still black. Finally, you know, it pops technology up. Technology and stuff. Yeah. It says, that. what do you want to watch? I said, how about the football game on Prime? I clicked Prime. Black for maybe two minutes. And then it starts to buffer, circling and circling and circling mm. and circling some more. And I gave up. You know what you do? I, said, I don't want to watch it that bad. You know what you do? It happens not on Amazon, but it happens to me every once in a while on Hulu or something. You just go into your router, you reset it, it takes like a minute, you come back, and then that's all fixed for a week or two. It's shocking that that company is bankrupt. We're on Bailey's. Yeah. That, that's what works. That's the one thing that does work for me. Oh, not me, bro. <laughs> that's the one thing that will refuse to work on my TV, and I'm kind of glad. You got Prime to work? Yeah, but I don't watch the NFL. Prime my prostate. I'm not doing it. It had nothing to do with anyone's prostate. Yeah, mine was fine. Prime is fine with me. I so what were you watching? You were watching the NFL game? Chiefs game. Yes, look at you. How boring was that game? Uh, under was a very nice play. It was a balloon party five-star play. The Hawk was up, Doug. When the Hawk's up, ground game is king. Clock tick. 16-8, your final. How do you do? You're never going to have to sweat your under. No. But squares don't like betting unders, and that's fine. I understand it. Well, why wouldn't why wouldn't you think the Chiefs could put up a lot of points on the Broncos? Broncos got a good defense this year. No, they're last in almost every category. Well, yeah. then why wouldn't the Chiefs put up thirty five points? Because they won't need to, and also because the Hawk was up, and the Hawk impacts the passing game. Hawk was up yesterday in St. Louis. Holy crap! Anybody outside yesterday afternoon? Yeah, sweet mother of mercy, did yeah. you blow it? Oh, you probably put up uh, one hundred two yesterday in those conditions. Pretty close. Was it? To it. <laughs> oh no! No, this is low nice. Uh, I think it was 93 or 4. Two birdies, though. Some of the some of the winds was like a three-club wind. That hawk was out of the south? 25-mile-an-hour gusts. Yeah. Well, yeah, it varied that, at times. If that had been on the south last Friday, I'd have been in trouble. Yeah. Hit it oh, back. God. You wouldn't hit it 200 yards. No, I wouldn't have. But you got lucky on that one. Yep. I see. Sure was a lot of wind. You almost beat Lexi Thompson. What did she have? I'm kidding. She was one over. She's playing in the men's tournament. Might make the cut, I guess. I don't know. The cut's going to probably be about two. Like, what's the cut at the Shriners? <laughs> no in the... clue. Two under. I got Talk a DraftKings team. So I got Adam Long on my team. He shot five under yesterday. He's got to play well. He's outside Who of the... Who are we end. talking about now? <laughs> St. Louis it's and Adam Long. Lenny Kravitz. We're going through Lenny okay. Kravitz and Adam Long. All right. Well, we're talking golf. Great duo. Yeah. What Adam... do you say, we? <laughs> well, Doug, you asked him what he shot, and he said he shot 93, and <laughs> right. I kept... But, uh, yeah, Give an edge to the Shriners. Mile. That's right. Mm -hmm. It is well, true. Shriners, Lexi Thompson, my DraftKings team, and St. Louis and Adam Long shot a 500, and he's got to do something in the next six weeks because he's outside of the uh, 125. He may be... 
You won't have a car next year. Okay. I like how you can hear it coming well, from the distance. Uh-huh. Seven million dollars, he's good. Closer. Timmy, what is the hawk? The hawk is the wind. That's from Michael Wellington, Doug. <laughs> Wellington asked that question? Mm-hmm. No, no, the band fan page user Burner asked the question. Oh, okay. Isn't he dating a porn star? Or was dating a porn star? Not Wellington? Not, not, no, no, no. The band well, fan page user Burner. I can certainly see Wellington Burner. having banged some porn stars. Yeah, but the, I don't think he's dating anybody. The band fan page user I don't see Wellington dating Burner. anybody actually in general. I'll occasionally meet up with him in Jupiter, and he's, like, dating like a divorcee for that night. Oh. But not necessarily dating in general. Yeah. It's good living, right. though. It uh, is good living. No, the band fan page user Burner, he texted in some last week. He's like, we were talking about some porn stars. He's like, I dated her. I'm like, like a lot of our listeners are with uh, porn stars. A lot of them are porn stars. <laughs> uh, what does he consider a porn star? Uh, hold on. Online, he calls himself a Latino man 559. He's <laughs> a porn star. Um... Damn it, he texted a lot. Herschel Savage passed away, by the way. Speaking of porn stars. Who, Herschel Walker? Savage. Who in the, the hell, hell is, is that? that? He's one of the legends of porn. Herschel Savage? Now, when we, now, we need to dive into that. Show prep ass. <laughs> so a legend that we've never heard of. He's a legend, Herschel Savage. A legend to who? He started back in the 70s. He was still doing stuff with uh, Seymour Butts like in 2012. Oh, gosh, <laughs> and I missed it? <laughs> Huh. Well, if you follow porn, you know who Herschel Savage is. No one follows What happened to Herschel? I just passed away. He was like 70, I think. Was he really? Doug, was he 70? I don't have a clue who he is. Well, he started in the 70s. That'd be 50 years ago. He's probably in his 20s. Kenzie Love. That's who uh, band fan page user, user burner is his ex. Kenzie Love. I don't know who that one is. <laughs> yeah. uh, Herschel uh, Savage, Doug, 71 years old. Okay. What, did he die of a venereal disease? I don't know. Okay. Well, you it. brought it up. I figured well, maybe I just, he had some details. Saw, well, I saw that he passed away. Well, he, was, he played the role of Tim in Debbie Does Dallas. Oh, did he? Okay. Probably over 2,000 movies. Do you see him in Pretty Filthy, Doug? No, I missed him. <laughs> Came out in 2015. I was sick that day. I saw him in one with Christy Canyon. Mm. Don't know the name. Nice. Well, we don't have a whole lot of information on the guy for him being a legend. <laughs> Met him yeah, at the AVNs a, a few years ago. Got a couple for real, there. there are actual sports conversations to be had, and you guys let the burnt pumpkin take over this hour. What in the actual F? From oh. John Lithgow's Harry oh. Henderson, not happy with the direction oh. of the Munganas St. Louis Acura. No. Alton Toyota, 7 o'clock hour. What, why do you hate the Shriners? Everything I've said, I've tied into what we were talking about. Yeah, How does Herschel Savage tie into anything? <laughs> we were talking porn. But what we, we have... were not. You were. You said he's dating a porn star, and I said, as long as we're talking about porn, Herschel Savage passed that away. That is Give a him. take. It's a strong Thank take. You. It's one of the best takes ever. Thank you, Romy. It's not that good a take. You're talking about golf. I brought up Leslie Thompson <laughs> in my DraftKings. You're like a good running back. You see a hole, you fire right through it. But we also have all year to talk about blues losses, right? Oh. Like, this is a negative oh, attitude no. after the opener. Picked up a point, Doug. If you said yesterday, uh, can you get a point in Dallas, would you take it? Sure, I would Absolutely. Wanna. That's a strong Stars club. That's the game plan all year, you think. They don't score, but let Bennington stand on his head. That's not the game plan. Well, that's how it's going to be. It's a bonus. Boy, that that Wyatt Johnson of the Stars, can he fly? or what? Did you watch any of that? Oh, Holy I, I smokes, the, I this guy. The, the whole game was kind of starting to fall asleep a little bit in the third period, and funny, so were the Blues. But the first oh. two periods, they were good. <laughs> this 
Spreckel Center is named after a sugar magnate. <laughs> there was nothing sweet about the finish to last night's game. Yeah, that was a fun shootout. Slow Robert Thomas down. had some glorious opportunities. Yeah. Especially at the end of regulation. Wow, look at Peter Puck. Huh. Did you watch it? I did. Ugh. Wow, Plowhawk just gave a yeah. nauseated reaction. Yeah. What does WPG stand for? <laughs> Wins per game? That's he was busting. He was like, he was peacocking around. Yeah, Kevin Hayes, number 12 yesterday. I mean, he was, was just kind of showing off yesterday. Gosh, tall drink of water. Yeah. How did, um, never mind. Uh, <laughs> what kind of a comment was that? That's a pump fake into a travel. <laughs> Man, he was about to drag at least two people in the mud and decided against it. No, I was going to felt it. No, I was going to ask him he if you're watching ballets, and I guess you heard it how Jamie Rivers did. He did great. I yeah, love this. Yeah, he so. called like 20 games last year. I know, year, but now that he's the main guys. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, he's very good. Oh, what snack did you just? Oh, I got? dropped the mini muffin, so I apologize. I didn't okay, retrieve they that. don't drop the ball at Munganas, Doug. Isn't that right? You're a Munganas guy. I'm a Munganas guy. St. Louis Hacker, yeah. Alton Toyota, Bill. What do you love about Jamie Burkhardt? God, I mean, I could do like a top 25. Yeah. Right now they got me driving a, a Toyota Highlander. Oh, and you got the 22 inch rims? I did not get the 22 inch oh, rims. Still I get whatever they give me, and very thankful <laughs> to have it. They're it still is, going. You've been parked for 20 minutes. It's a fantastic car. For an SUV, it is just a perfect size, rides smooth. You can get it in Alton Toyota, got great deals there. And let me holler at your boy Tom, the Tom. lead mechanic there at Munganess. I'm going to pick up my new battery today uh, before we shave strokes at Algonquin, and they were accommodating as all can be. Knew exactly what battery I needed, they ordered it for me. It's there the next day. It was a beautiful surface experience. So shout out to Tom. Surface shout out to Mo- experience? Yeah, because he's like part of the oh, service. service. Yeah, I he's part he of the surface. Oh, no, he's part of the service department. Oh, well, yeah. sure he is. Yeah. So, it's a great can't, operation. Can't it's Munganess, mm-hmm. St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota online at stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com. Even if you didn't get your car from Munganess, get it serviced there. Maybe you're going to meet Tom. Maybe you're going to see that Ryan Server so who won yeah. the closest to the pin at the TMA hit and giggle. It's Munganess, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota online at stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com. The, the place is dotted with celebrity types and muckety mucks. It is. I like that. Mm-hmm. Tell Karen opinion. I said hi when you, if you go in there. She's in the service department as well. Karen, you're you're hitting on Karen now. No, I'm not hitting on Karen. She's just a delight. You go into her cubicle and she got all the paperwork ready and sign here, Eggy. Good to go. Okay. Karen, yeah, I'll say did. hello to Karen if you see yeah. her. All right. uh, I'll say hello to Seth Goldcamp and get your furnace tuned up, Doug. Uh, the Hawk is up. Why is the Hawk up? Well, because here comes some storms. Here comes a bit of a cold front through the St. Louis area, but uh, don't give up the ship. It looks like we might have a lovely weekend next weekend. Perfect timing for Spencer Radler to come a-calling for homecoming mm-hmm. for the Fighting Tigers. It's their second straight homecoming game. They will be taking on South Carolina in warm weather, but inevitably, Doug... Cold weather will come, and that's where Seth Goldcamp and his staff at Design Air Heating and Cooling will take care of you. Just go to designairservice.com, schedule the furnace tune-up for the cold weather months, and they're going to be out there. They're going to take care of it. No, now you don't have a worry when that cold weather comes because you know you're good to go. It's like insurance with your HVAC. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. Doug's a client. I'm a client. They are the official HVAC provider of TMAN, the Tim McKernan Show podcast. This week's so titled... Stop tickling me. Mm. That's a nice title. Is there an exclamation point on stop tickling me, Jackson? No. 
Mm. I think maybe just a smiley emoji. Oh, I like that. Mm, that'd be nice. I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's design air, heating, and cooling. Sponsor our email of the day. Current standings, Buck Swope with four wins. JV Golf Coach with two wins. Tiger Terry with a win. The Calcified Ear with a win. Mm. And South City Otis with a win. We'll have Lisa Ann with us coming up at 9 o'clock, and then we'll have that design air, heating, and cooling email of the day, which today is a four-pack of tickets to Six Flags Fright Fest. Fright Fest happening select days now through October 29th. The fear returns this fall with 15 haunted attractions like haunted houses, scare zone shows, and rides in the dark. It is Fright Fest at Six Flags. Plowke, you going this weekend? Um... We were supposed to go camping today, but we may have changed that mm. because of the rain. So we may try to do it early tomorrow. But I don't know. It, it, depending on, we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants here oh, this weekend. You? You're so yeah. We typically always have plans. So um, if not, we'd love to go to Fright Fest. We always yeah. are. You like rides in the dark? Ooh. Oh, yeah. It's really yeah. fun. Oh, Mr. Freeze in the dark. Is oh, Bill. Yeah, it's a good time. Uh, that is the prize for our design air heating and cooling email today. And coming up in just uh, 29 minutes. Uh, tickets go on sale for our second annual TMA Trivia Night at St. Gabriel's November 11th. This year's trivia questions will test your general sports, entertainment, and St. Louis knowledge, along with a TMA-specific round thrown in there. Doors open at 6.30. Trivia starts at 7. Tickets are $45 per person, and those tickets include all of your AB products and salt and smoke. Hell, you might just go, well, let's just go get dinner and have some beer and maybe yeah. we'll do some trivia, too. But for $45, we're getting a value. You sure you are. And you register at TMASTL.com. That's TMASTL.com for the fun and games at St. Gabriel's for the second annual TMA Trivia Night. You can purchase single tickets, a table of eight, or anything in between. A portion of the proceeds go to St. Gabriel the Archangel School. It is TMA Trivia Night, November 11th at St. Gabe's. Tickets go on sale for the Trivia Night in twenty. Eight minutes. Think about that. Okay. What are you thinking? Well, there'll be a rush to get them. It'll be like uh, the Sooners rushing into Oklahoma, I guess, to get their land. Brett Venables? That, that kind of thing, yeah. Venables, Sooners, yeah. The walruses will get in there quickly. They don't want to get sold out and miss out on the food. Right. I want some of that brisket from Tom. Doug, uh, we had three teams win 100 games in Major League Baseball this year. Mm -hmm. None of them will be participating in the League Championship Series. Uh, Nick Castellanos was super excited about it last night. He had a chance to talk it over following the Phillies eliminating the Braves. Uh, take a listen to this and tell me your thoughts on his enthusiasm. It's a wonderful interview. <laughs> IPA, Nick, nobody in Major League history has hit two home runs on back-to-back postseason games, but you just did, and you guys are headed to the NLCS. The question There's no question. Okay, thank you for telling me. I, I thought you'd be happy with that. Uh, I am, man, but we got eight more wins. Different markets and different teams. I don't know why. You and Philadelphia works. It's the best fit. Would you agree with me? You're asking me? Yeah. You and Philly is the best fit. Nick Castellanos we always needed to play for the Philadelphia Phillies. Am I on to something? I mean, yeah, I f*** with Philly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nick, I enjoy you, man. <laughs> well, not really, but I'm just saying that because you make it so uncomfortable for people watching and those of us working. I got to say something here. That <laughs> There was no question in the first one. So, like, so what? I know he was being an ass, and I, I get it completely, but 
there was no question. Like he was kind of stating something that. There's a lot of times they don't ask questions. And finally, somebody stood up to it. I agree with Plowsy. Like that, that oh, Pepper and Jamie, yeah. United Front, Doug. You sure ask, is a good time to blast the interview. <laughs> we just won your series. You ask dumb two. questions and you don't. Matt Weiner taking shrapnel mm. on the program. Dougie is at KSDK. <laughs> well, not him for general. Just just everybody in general. And I'd like these guys to do that. Once I like when somebody said, big win come from win tonight, a big come from behind win tonight, get two in the ninth and win, I had to feel good. No, it felt bad. We wanted to lose. I like somebody to say that. Well, if you want to be a jerk, you can always be a jerk. But neither. If you question... just want to be a decent guy, all he has to say is, "It's a great win for us. The team played great. Oh boy, those Braves sure are a good team. Excited to move on to the next round." So all you got to say. And I think Amsinger is one of the most talented people in this business. But what was the? You were destined to be a Philadelphia Philly. Would he have said that four years ago? Like. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. It's just so weird. I, I thought the two questions were terrible. I thought the answers were even worse. But let's not act like these guys asked some amazing questions and got one word well, answered. The one a... wasn't a question, and the other was, you were destined to be a Philadelphia Philly. Who who would have said that? I'm not sure there is there really a good question. Do you really have any questions? There have been some great players <laughs> that have come through this ballpark. I mean, I would no, get that's that a good guy question. on national immediately. But, I mean, you just saw the game. The guy hit a couple of home runs. They just upset the Braves. Is there a really good question there? I, I don't know. Did you know that, you know, that obviously you're trying to do that? That's a good I, question. That's an actual sure. question, yeah. though, too. It's terrible, but, like, again, there's a that's question how they mark teach at the it, end of that's that. That's how they teach it in journalism school. It is. It's two years <laughs> to be able to do that. Uh-huh. Yeah. And some people pursue a master's in it. It's it's not that and then easy. And live in, yeah. in government-assisted houses. Yeah, eating government cheese. <laughs> it's, not that, it's not that easy to come up with a decent question when you, when you know the answers. You've been watching the game for three hours. It's well, what, nine what, what innings. What question would you have I didn't watch the game. I don't know. That's, how, that's <laughs> exactly my point. You know what the answers are. I watched are. every second of that game, and I could have came up with eight questions. Like what? You haven't had much success in the postseason previously into this series. What has changed for you? There's one in two seconds that I did absolutely very little research outside of the, the number that they posted about him performances in postseason outside of this year. Good question. So like, I'm not dude, sure to answer that, though, either. Say he would know, you but— You sucked your entire career to, what happened. But to say, oh, yeah, here's your stat line, no question. And, like, the awkward pause was him just waiting for— you know, him to actually do his job. Like, the, Kathleenov did his job. He had two home runs. It's time for the reporter to clock in. <laughs> and he just didn't clock in. Gosh. I'm sorry. So, again, I didn't think the answer was just, that great. The reporter just thought the guy would be very happy and was just saying, boy, you had a great he series. He's got to feel out the room. Kathleenov doesn't look happy ever. Well, that's on him then. It's not on the reporter. <laughs> I didn't say it was all on the reporter. If, if you but... want to be a jerk, you could always be a jerk with every question that comes at you. You could find a reason to be a jerk. That's pretty darn easy. Yeah, I like it. I like. Well, the I'm not surprised you like people <laughs> act like a jerk. I mean, I like Bryce Harper. You said that's a clown show question. Yeah, like I like going after him a little bit. Well, if it gets really stupid, that's one thing. But in a moment like that, come on. How hard is it just to just to play along and say, yeah, we had a great game. Sure, I'm proud of this team. How hard is that? Coach, uh, how cool was it that it was a Wisconsin player that uh, sank the winning shot? Well, they're all Wisconsin players. We have Actually, a collection think... of some of the worst <laughs> questions ever asked. I think Cassianos would have probably combusted <laughs> with that, and that mm-hmm. question there. Yeah. Yeah. 
It, I, it, I saw him ask a question during the playoffs one time, and <laughs> they even let him go first at the playoffs, and this looked at him and said, is this, this for real? <laughs> Why did this guy get in here? And then he got the first question every time. <laughs> Tough loss today. Tough loss today, yeah. <laughs> that's leading. That's leading the subject. Uh, Todd Reesing was sacked in uh, Arrowhead uh, Stadium, November of 2007, Doug, and then became Sod Reesing. But now he's a fan of this program and says, "Big shocker, the hater duo on the show doesn't like the questions." That's from Todd Reesing. Here's the best part about these listeners that are hating on me and Iggy. Yeah. If we were to ask a question like that in our profession, we, me and Iggy would be grilled by the listeners of the show. That's not a question, you morons. Oh. But now they can defend the media when me and Iggy have a slight issue with maybe asking an actual question. That was I didn't like the answer. I'm telling you that much right now. I thought it was kind of an ass thing to do on both networks. But they also were a terrible question. Can we have, can we have both? Can we say they were both? Well, like, sometimes in an interview is is kind, like that of, guy it's get, kind that, of a conversation. It's not just a grilling session for questions. Matt Weiner probably makes six eight hundred thousand dollars a year, and he didn't actually ask a question in his one time on air for the evening. So did say what you want. But the listeners not. would have said the exact same thing to me if I were to ask a stupid question like that. So stop defending Matt Weiner, man. Are you talking about the first question? Yeah, that, that was Brian Anderson. Oh, okay. Why did you say Matt Weiner? Didn't you no, say it Matt, was Weiner? Matt Weiner? It was Matt yeah, Weiner. It was Weiner on the field. It, the tweet I saw said that was from Brian Anderson. They said, "Hey, BA, going down the field with you." No, it was Matt Weiner with Nick yeah. Castellanos, hundred percent, because I was watching it live. Yeah, I was All too. Right. Well, obviously, Todd Riesling didn't hear our interview yesterday. I'm piecing off the Riesling. This is Todd Riesling. Riesling. When I say Riesling, yes, that's yeah, terrible. Nice wine. Terrible wine. Um, Yes, she didn't hear an interview with Alexa Swings yesterday because those were legitimate. Like that's uh, her sister. We had Erica Swings. Erica yeah. Swings. Yeah. Uh, I... If you just get close. You reach a certain age where if you just get close and people know who you're talking about, that counts. I met her once. I have trouble with Brianna Coppage. <laughs> I keep forgetting her. Biggie's names are like a lag putt. He doesn't necessarily <laughs> want to make it, but he just wants to get close. Let's get it close. <laughs> who the hell? Where's Brian Anderson? I saw someone with Brian Anderson. Why, why is my head going blank? I'm like... I'm like losing my mind. Welcome to the club. Well, I see him at Where did I see Brian Henderson? Hey, reluctant well, he was probably the play-by-play guy. But okay, I, yeah. I remember seeing Weiner, and I'm going, oh, yeah, I remember talking no, about yeah. Matt Weiner. Yeah. And Doug, he's the one who taught me on a road trip for the Rammies. Was it 2000? I don't know the year. It was me, him, and Martin having dinner in Seattle. <laughs> and uh, we were debating what fash to get. And he said, I can't remember what I like, but then I taught myself this to remember. Trout's terrific. Salmon sucks. Mm. Matt Weiner. Oh. And that was a great lesson, so I hated seeing him scolded last night <laughs> by the angry Nick Castellanos. My bad. I thought I was losing my mind. Yeah, you guys are right. I'm, well, I'm losing it back. Brian now. Anderson's one of the very best He's good. play guys. He's very he good. He's really terrific. And the second question was Amser? I don't yes. remember his voice being that deep. I love, and I love St. John the Baptist's yeah. parish. That's legit South City. I'm fake South City. He's legit South City. Great head of hair on that group. He does. Mm -hmm. He does. Man, that's, oh, look knows. at that hairline. Pride Doug. of Lindenwood, Channel 4 intern. That's right. Yeah. I tell you his. Uh, friend of Chops Ritter. Any friend of Chops Ritter is a friend of mine. That's right. <laughs> I tell you, I, uh, I, thought his publicist, <laughs> I thought his publicist was his taxi driver. This is pre-Uber, by the way. Because uh, he came in the studio for a Cardinal playoff game. This was probably nine, ten years ago. It was for Chris Gardner. And his publicist was with him. And I thought it was his taxi driver waiting for, like, to get paid. 
Crab, so Greg Amsinger travels with a publicist? Mm-hmm. He did at the time. Publicist. I think it was early on his MLB, like early on in that gig. So yeah. I would assume he wanted to be buttoned up. But yeah, I gave the publicist forty bucks, and he took it. <laughs> he took it. <laughs> he gave it back at the end of the interview. Oh, it's an effing television interview. You're not looking for an in-depth breakdown in that spot. Mm. You're just trying to get a soundbite. Also, pot roast. You used yesterday's interview with the swings to beg for a cameo on their OnlyFans page. Maybe you're playing Monopoly whilst we're playing Go Fish, but it's actually a matter of you being way out of your depth. Go take a piss break and let Tim cook. Oh, That's from Brian Henson. And who will get the touches this week? Zach Moss or Jonathan Taylor? But also, like, I, I didn't say I wanted some in-depth, two-minute-long question. What I did say was a question... Any question, any sentence that ends in a question mark, that's his job. You can't ask an open-ended statement of a stat line and expect to get any sort of... I, I would say that soundbite that he gave was probably the worst, Castellanos, but well, there's no way to answer that question because, again, it's not a question. That, that's my only thing. I, I don't care if it's in-depth or not, but like, make sure... The player or the coach or the personality is able to answer it because Cassianos, as you can hear in the soundbite, was waiting for the question. Like it's awkward for both parties if you just say, "Hey, you had two home runs, back-to-back games," and that's it. That stopping mm-hmm. that—that's going to be awkward. Do your job, and you tell me that all the time. Don't defend that guy. Do your job in any situation. Well, Ask a but, question. But most most athletes who've been interviewed a thousand times. A lot of them don't appreciate a, a tough question at a time like that. Agreed. They, they, and they, Matt Weiner might even know Nick Castellanos away from the field since he's covered him for a few years now. Most athletes would know you just kind of go with the flow in that situation. You just kind of run with it. He, Matt Weiner wasn't trying to show him up or make him look bad, but Castellanos was certainly trying to make Matt Weiner look bad. It's just a matter of just being nice, I just get, being a decent guy. I'm not against you on that, Doug. I'm not saying it was a hallmark of, of journalism on the part of Matt Weiner. I'm saying is it's so hard to just be a decent guy. You need that every once in a while. You need an answer like that, so we have something to talk about. We've got ten minutes out of it. It's something to talk about. That everybody, Most everybody's nice. You need one of those curmudgeons every once in a while to make it interesting. I don't know. And Henshin, you want to... Bash me for my <laughs> no, we're getting down to there's, there's all kinds of uh, examples of my interviews out there. You can go listen to them and listen to my questions. I probably asked the best question oh, Tiger Woods at the PGA Championship. Best questions ever. At the PGA Championship. Greatest I probably questions. asked one of the best questions at a press conference. I think so. Wasn't Tiger even impressed? Terrific questions. The greatest questions ever. Hinchin's just being a curmudgeon. You said you liked them. Go listen to my straight to the webs. Lesson in journalism, you probably. Everybody tell me. I love that. There's that no question in there. I, I love the mic drop. Go listen. <laughs> what, what interview at the press conference was the the standard bearer for the 2018 PGA? Well, Tiger likes to cut the ball, and it felt really there are a lot of right to left shots. I gotta draw it if you're a right hander. Well, there wasn't a producer in the city that could touch me. No, it sounds so like humble. It sounds like what <laughs> Trump would say if he were a sports producer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. So don't trash my technique. No, no, your technique—it's absolute best ever. No, well, for the things I do. Sure, greatest. <laughs> I mean, porn and straight to the webs. Mm-hmm. And when I have to do a sports question, I usually 
get a good win in there and don't get trashed for asking my question. Yeah. That's just me. It's just, when you're the greatest, when you're a two-time Hall <laughs> of Famer, it just comes natural. Yeah, I don't know what's next for me. Maybe the St. Louis Sports Hall of Fame. Now, why uh, would you get the into big that? One? Why would you, yeah. Well, they put media people in there. But they put exceptional people. Well, people have been in the business 32 no, not, years. No, not just showing up for work doesn't get you in. I was the best at my profession for a good 15 years. Okay. <laughs> but these are usually exceptional. These are the Jack Damn, Bucks. Do you have no reaction? Or you think kind of like that? I just Shams. know it's coming, and I'm out on the in the lighthouse watching the waves come in. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if you were soaking that in like a sponge. <sighs> I'm sure John Marisek's listening. He knows him. Can I give you my starting lineup? No. <laughs> if you put everybody in the Hall of Fame who's who's worked in this business for 30 years, you'd be putting 20 people in, 25 probably. Well, people have been in the business for that long and have excelled in it. A lot of people how, have just been in this business. Yeah. Look, you're, in a, you're working HD2. <laughs> well, you kind of just dragged us all under the bus. i now. Jackson and I have a cup of coffee for an hour on <laughs> HD1. It's where we spread our wings. I mean, you should probably be in there. <laughs> Why? In what? In the St. Louis Sports Hall of Fame. Oh, I just section. show up. But That's all I do. But you've been doing it for 30-plus years, and you've been one of the top anchors in St. Louis for many, many years. I've one of the anchors. I, I love dogs, but up. I don't even know if that's How many Emmys accurate. you got? I honestly don't want to ever have to do anything that I don't want to do, and I don't want to go to one of those things. <laughs> that's why I set my bar low. How many, how many Emmys you have done? <laughs> Well, that doesn't. Yeah. That's Some give your thoughts on the Emmy process. Yeah. Some people think you're good. Them. I know that that's it doesn't mean a damn thing. Well, this it probably doesn't either. Doesn't. Going into this. Uh, just saying, as a as a guy who made a career out of just showing up, <laughs> I don't believe I belong in anyone's hall. Well, of fame. Tiki, are you coming back to football <laughs> because you miss it, or are you coming back to football because you just had a big failure in broadcasting? Oh, no. I mean, <laughs> Every, time, every time I hear it, it sounds worse because, like, the failure. Yeah. He asked a question, but it was an that awful That was question. a question, yeah. You weren't the best in the business the entire time Prod Joe was in the industry. That's from Larry Thornton, Doug. Gosh. Oh, God. Here's a, here's a producer. He doesn't even know what he's talking about. Oh, oh no. We got what a producer. As a producer, producer, I could run circles around Joe. Oh. Wow. You'd put your work up against his? Yeah, I would. He's really good. Thank you. If you want to try excelling at your job, try being on time and stop fixing the mixed Mr. Coffee coffee pot. It's from Father Brown. I'm not happy. Well, I'm not talking about now. Leading up to this, as you get older, you kind of sense you to slow down a little bit. This is where the pouting possum feigns humility by saying others belong in the Hall of Fame with him. It's a beautiful process to watch. Doug, that's from Colts beat writer Brian Henschel. Oh, there he is. Why did I say with me? It'd be after me. After, of course. Everyone goes after you, Donald. <laughs> Tim is in my sex Hall of Fame. Thanks. It's a recovering alcoholic. Mm. Hey, guys, did I just hear Leatherface say they put media people in there? Doug. They put exceptional media people in there. Wonderful. Thanks. That's from Big Toff. Yeah. My point exactly. Oh, gosh. You can't put yourself on the same plateau as the, the Jack Bucks and the Dan <laughs> Kellys and the Mike Shannon and people I like this. I'm not. Other people. Bernie Miklas is in there. He just went Yeah. In. 
Well, he wrote for the paper. Okay. A lot of people wrote but for the paper. He's been the, like the leading. He had a radio columnist, show. One of the most I've popular that. media guys in town for. You wrote for decades. the Post Dispatch. I would have read that. Suburban <laughs> journals. That's not the same. Fairways and Greens. That was a reputable magazine. Now you're putting yourself on the same level as Bernie Micklin. No, but in that ilk, he had one thing he did very well as a writer. I did something I did very well for 30 years as a producer. I'm no longer a producer. I would never go in as a talk show host. Ugh. Okay. No, I could, but... Oh, that too. <laughs> Gosh, come on, bro. Kegler's Corner. I, I went into the Bowling Hall of Fame for Kegler's Corner pretty much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they recognize excellence. Uh, I think they recognize excellence at, uh, at Glen Betts, Doug. When you walk into Glen Betts Jewelers on Manchester and De Pere, about a mm-hmm. mile uh, east of I-270 and the exit uh, there. Yeah, like the Manchester and Bope. Yeah, I like that because mm-hmm. that's where it is. You can park right in the back. Uh, you are going to be dealing with wonderful people, and that's Craig and David Betts, third and fourth generation of the Glen Betts family. It's glenbettsjewelers.com. Never settle for best. Good, better, best. Ah. Never let it rest till your good is Bettor and your Bettor is Bets. That's how about it goes. that? That's it. That's how it goes. Just like that. They oh. get to know your likes, your lifestyle, the things that you love, the three L's. And, uh, you know, it starts to get around the holiday season, engagement season. If you are looking for a jeweler who will get to know you and who we here on the program know, go to glenbettsjewelers.com. Can't say enough good things about the Betts family. Really quality people. It's Glenn Betts jewelers.com on Manchester in De Pere. There, think about that. They'll make something for you, too, if you want. Sure they That's special. Yeah, I was looking for a, um, before I got my Movado, I always Probably some a, sort of metal for yourself. No, I always wanted a Movado, yeah. oh. and I just, I wanted a silver band with a black dial. And Craig said, we'll make one for you. And it's kind of, of course, it's Beth's Jewelers. It's the Beth special. It's really? black, black dial and a silver band. Looks good. I bet the woman couldn't resist that. I gave oh. it to my brother, Skip. Oh. Because he wasn't having any luck with the ladies? He wanted it, so I said, you can oh. have it. Did your brothers have as much luck with the ladies as, as you have? Is there well, something about the strode look? That yeah, when you on? walk to a family reunion and they know you have 500 on your belt, mm-hmm. how about that tension? They were more into relationships, so they stuck with certain girls for a period of time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Real recognize real. I'm a big bitch, and so is Iggy. That's from Rory Pepperpaws. Mm. Thanks, Rory. We've heard this story. Oh. Some big daddy butt stuff. What story? Talking about a sponsor making a watch? Uh, Sorry I brought it up again. Hey, come on now. Nobody wants to have sex with me now! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll tell that story whenever I want. Sure you will. <laughs> it's a good watch story. Doug, uh, to, to pivot off of that... Uh, Plowhawk, there is some new audio in the system that Jackson uh, just uh, tended to. Uh, so we talked yesterday about Bryce Harper staring down Orlando Arcia of the Atlanta Braves as he rounded the bases twice at mm-hmm. the bank. And, uh, and the reason was because 
It was reported from the Braves' clubhouse that Arcia had celebrated Harper getting doubled off to end game two of the NLDS series, mm-hmm. the one Bra- a game the Braves won, by saying, ha-ha, attaboy, Harper. That was reported by Fox Sports' Jake Mintz. Arcia was asked about it after the game, after Harper had hit the two home runs, and via his translator said, uh, I was surprised that it got out there. It was not meant to get out there because I said it was. I said it in the clubhouse, and I thought what's said in the clubhouse stays in the clubhouse. And that has led to uh, hashtag media wars in which many media people are criticizing Jake Mintz for reporting something that was in the clubhouse and not said during an interview. Perhaps the biggest critic... Uh, Jackson, Alana Rizzo, correct, on uh, Mad Dog's show? Yeah, High Heat. Uh, Doug, it's High Heat. High Heat. And okay. uh, Mad Dog gets upset about things. Uh, in this clip, Alana's a little more upset than Mad Dog. Take a listen oh, if you would. Oh, I'd like to hear that, yeah. And I am so irritated with all of these people, these bloggers or podcasters or, or not even reporters, not even journalists going into the clubhouse. You're ruining it for the rest of us. The guys that come in in the postseason and don't have any clue of, of the pulse of the team and, the, and it's making it worse for the people that are there every single day covering this team on a daily basis and then some jack-off comes in at the end of the season that gets a credential, God only knows why. And take that clubhouse is a sacred space. And I remember I've been in clubhouses for the last 16, 17 years. I remember I would go in there, get my job done and get out. That is their space. So for this idiot to go in there and take something out of context just to make him give himself a name is ridiculous. And I completely understand what Travis Darno is saying. I completely understand what Kevin Gossman is saying. You guys can throw up the tweets right now about Kevin Gossman, what he was saying about the fact that they should be allowed to talk in their own clubhouse. Now, there are non-media areas and clubhouses. I understand that. But that's ridiculous. You have to have some sort of decorum intact. If you're going to be lucky enough to cover a Major League Baseball team or a professional team, this is what Kevin Gossman had to say. It's ridiculous us players have to watch out, watch what we say in our clubhouse. And you know what? He's absolutely right. That is their space. It is not a space to go in there and linger around and watch their televisions and, and you know, just kind of, you know, hang out at how in there. That's not your space. Some of y'all, man, all I'm saying is that you should not be allowed to quote a player or say you heard something like this in the clubhouse when you, the reporter, are not talking to that player. First of all, this guy, Jake Mintz, that's not even a reporter. That's taking away from true reporters and, to, and true journalists. Where were you on the random Tuesday in April in Cincinnati when this team was playing in Cincinnati. Where were you on a rain delay and you, you have to sit like in me. the press box for all of this time? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. ridiculous. You sound like me. Hmm. Doug, that's Elena Rizzo. Oh, my God. Uh, she is furious with Jake Mintz. I kind of agreed with most everything she said. Not me. Yeah, I think we said it a couple days ago. Once he, you know, once said in there, stays in there. Unless, you, unless you're doing an interview, you can't just walk around and hear somebody say something. I heard things all the time in there that I could say that would Great fodder. I think what she said, minus, I mean, calling somebody a jag off yeah, and, and an idiot, idiot. Mm-hmm. It, all it does is that'll become the focal point of what she said in general for those of us who have done it. And, and you and I did it, God only knows, hundreds of times mm-hmm. uh, with the Rams, the Cardinals, the Blues, uh, to a lesser extent with, with Missouri. 
I mean, you see and hear plenty of things that you understand are not. I mean, Steve Klein would go out of his way to show me his ween almost mm-hmm. every time I was in there. And you didn't report it until now. <laughs> now it's breaking news. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just kind of, it's an understanding. And so what, uh, let's see, Darno says... The clubhouse is a sanctuary, and I think when things like Arcea's comments get out, it doesn't make people want to talk to the media at all. It affects people that have been great to us all year, and it is what it is. And so then fans, especially like Twitter dog avatars, uh, then go, well, the media is just protecting the players. But there's an understanding. It's like when I'm doing an interview, and it can be an interview with anybody, and they say, well, this is off the record. Well, you have a responsibility to keep it off the record. You might not like it. But that is the understanding. And I also understand people listening right now go, well, I, I don't get it. What's off the record? What's the difference? You can't report it. If you do, it's a breach of trust. The problem with the way I think Alana positioned it is it, she made it personal with the guy. She's screaming, uh, or at least raising her voice. And therefore, the context, which you, Doug, listened to, uh, is lost on the the way with which she delivered her message. Yeah. Well, I went into many a, a locker room, with the Cardinals especially, 3.30, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, where you really want a story for the 5 and 6 o'clock sports. Maybe there's some story that's going on and you want someone to comment about it, where you feel completely awkward just hanging around the locker room while they're trying to get ready for a game. You know they don't want to talk to you. All you need is... If you can just get that one 10 or 12 second sound by your golden, and you'd be thrilled to go right on home. But you kind of, to do your job, you have to linger around a little bit, but it is, it is awkward. And, you, and I think you, anyone with, with a reasonable mind knows that there are certain things you don't talk about. And unless the person has agreed to talk with you, the, re, the coach or the, the manager or the, or the player, you don't report what they're saying. What category would you put this in? I'm sure you both remember this. Um, and I was in there when it happened. Uh, I remember Brent Stouffer used to work for Fox Sports Midwest. Mm-hmm. Stouffer stuffing. And I think it was Dodgers. And there was a, a fight broke out in the Dodger clubhouse mm-hmm. between two people. Yeah. And he was in there with his cameraman just going to do some interviews. And the cameraman started rolling. And he got this fight on two Dodger players fighting and yelling right. at each other. He got it on film. Mm-hmm. And the Dodgers said, no, that's, that's ours. You can't. Yeah. And they asked him for the tape, right. and he gave yeah. it to them. Yeah, that was yeah. Uh, during, it might have been during one of the playoff series with the Dodgers. Maybe and, yeah, and there was a big argument that did he did he have to give up his tape? Should he have given up the tape? Yeah, he didn't want to, and then Fox said, yeah, give it to him. Yeah. So I don't know if that would be in the same thing. I mean, he wasn't interviewing anybody, but this a fight broke out, and it's... So he filmed it. So in a vacuum, if one is like litigating that in a courtroom, I would say that he would have the right because the CBA actually says that stuff is on the record. So from a, from a, in, in my, again, what the hell do I know? I took one law class in my life, communications law, but my interpretation would be he would have the right to keep it. But then you get into the way the world actually works. And the way the world actually works is Fox is in a partnership with Major League Baseball, and he's a Fox employee. And so that is actually the way that things go down. But from a literal standpoint, if Brent did not want to give that back and they terminated him, I think he would have quite a case. Yeah, I agree with you. But now if you're staying in the locker room and you hear two players say, oh, man. I banged this girl last night. I picked her up at this bar. You should have seen and blah, blah, blah. What happened here could have been the same thing. 
I was talking to such and such, or I heard such and such talked about he banged a girl last night from a strip club he met. But what Arcia said was not something that you talk about with the boys. This is something that you want to be a soundbite, right? Like, I, I don't know what what the context, what the conversation was, who was he, he was talking to, but why... It's a, it, well, it's a results-oriented story. It didn't become a big story until Harper hit the home runs and stared him down. We, we've talked a lot about, over the last year, fake motivation. I mean, we just had Brian Kelly with Missouri's homecoming that wasn't homecoming. Uh, Kirby Smart saying the Bulldogs were disrespected, even though they were number one all year. And Harper stared down Arcia. If, if Harper gets a couple of hits, I don't think anyone is talking about it. But because he got the home runs and he stared down Arcia... Then it's like, oh, what was that about? Oh, it's because Arcia and two people reported it. Two people reported it. And then it became, let's talk about the ethics of reporting it. And that is where this is coming from. Did it change the series? Absolutely not. Is it a cutesy thing to talk about like it had an impact? Sure. But did it really matter? No. And it's like two weeks ago when we had the Ryder Cup and Wyndham Clark said, I think I can beat Rory McIlroy. Oh, wow. We got to create that into something as if it really matters. It mm -hmm. just, these are, you know, have zero impact on outcome, but you got to get the things that are titillating. I'm really surprised to hear Alana Rizzo that worked up over it, honestly. But, you know, whatever. She's passionate about it. I have a take. I wonder how you do get, if he's not a legitimate reporter, how he does get the credentials to go in there. Well, that's a, that's been a thing, and I don't know where it is now. Um, with I remember years ago with websites, you know, it's certainly a different deal with podcasts because so many people have podcasts. And what do you do? Go okay, this podcast has to bring in at least X number of dollars in revenue. I mean, that would certainly weed out about ninety-eight percent of podcasts. Mm -hmm. Can't do that though. Um, so I don't know how Major League Baseball decides on credentials. But I, I get where she's coming from, having done it for a long time. But, you know, oh, I'm just, I mean, listen, her, I think what she's saying, there's a, there's some credibility to it. But calling somebody a jack-off and an idiot doesn't really do a whole lot to your message. I mean, it'll get people to react. But if she lays out having, you know, she's 48 years old, I think. She's been doing this for a long time and explains what it's like as a because most people, of course, have never been in a major league clubhouse or an NHL locker room or NBA locker room or NFL locker room, and how you know it's a different set of circumstances. You know, it's just the way that it is. You are in in their office. That is, I remember Eric Davis when he was with the Cardinals in 2000. What years was he with the Cardinals? 98. I don't know the years, Tim. Either way, uh, legendary Reds player, Orioles. I remember him getting dressed after a game, walking around with a derby and a cane. <laughs> he had a you like derby a gentleman in a derby? And one of those black, stylish canes. He was unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And uh, he loved to bust my balls. And uh, a buddy of mine, you know Matt Poling, don't you? Mm -hmm. Delightful gentleman. And a uh, roommate of mine at the University of Missouri, Sigma Chi brother, in hoax, Signal Winke Stug, as you know, mm -hmm. uh, the Zai Zai chapter. May it rest in peace. But uh, he worked for the Cardinals. I was working at KMOV, and Eric Davis loved. There was a corner of the locker room in that 2000 season. Not a safe space, mm -mm. Uh, but he loved to call us over there and just rip our asses. Oh, did he? Uh, but it was all done in like, you know, it's like a rope. It's kind of like this 
stupid-ass show. You just understand what it is. But if I would report it, oh, what's Eric Davis? You just sit there and hung your head and no, just, took it, the it, criticism? It was just laughing. Like, it was like Will Clark on that same team would send J.D. Drew or Ankiel. I can't recall which one it was, maybe both of them, to go get him beers. Was that hazing? You know, should we have reported that? I mean, it was just kind of the... That's what, that's what it is, and it's yeah. absolutely harmless but you also understand when you're around it what it is now i remember the first time i ever walked into the cardinal clubhouse it was spring training in 98 and i'm like i'm gonna go up to mark mcguire and ask him to do an interview and i mean what a what a world-changing moment it was from Mm -hmm. the from the 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 man i was at 21 years old sure to the boy i became walking out of the clubhouse he neutered you (laughs) oh god i remember walking up to him and i'm there with the colonel uh, Colonel probably still had optimism for life, yeah. and uh, and a guy named Alan Robinson who now works for the uh, Golf Channel, and Brian Terry who wound up working for MTV. Those were the, the the class at that time for the University of Missouri broadcast sequence sports uh, category, and they had us go down to spring training. And I walked up to McGuire. He was the big story even before he hit all of the home runs. I'm like I'll get him. Well, the, and I walk up to him. Hey, Mark. My name's Tim. And he goes, Yeah. <laughs> and I go, mm. oh boy, things have changed right here. Yeah. <laughs> Just with that one, yeah. <laughs> I was wondering if maybe he could do an interview. Okay, I'll go on out. Bye. Who's big for you this year, Mark? Who's big for you? <laughs> oh, God. And then, like, the two guys on either side of him, I don't remember who it was, were like, man, what are you doing? Why are you even bothering with this? Mm. Yep, eye opening. Yeah. And then you kind of learn. And it was kind of that way are. most of the 98 season. And then 99. Mm. Yeah. And then 2000. I remember being in there in 2000. This was the uh, night that uh, I attempted to interview Bobby Knight. Again, lack of self-awareness while he was getting uh, in the process of being fired from Indiana. And uh, he was at the Cardinal game that night. It was a Saturday, and I was anchoring. And uh, it was an extra inning game, so I went over there. I'm like, I'll get Bobby Knight. I sure mean, you what? Will. Of course. And I walk up to him, and I'm surprised he didn't MF me right on the spot. And I'm carrying a microphone, and he just goes. He just, like, kind of waves me off. So then we go down to the clubhouse, and McGuire had hit a home run that night, I believe, and Edmonds is yelling in the background, making fun of the media waiting for him as McGuire would take like a two-hour shower to try mm. to wait out the media. Right. But, I mean, these are media guys on a Saturday night. The schedule's open. Right. And, uh, and then they, he finally came out, and Edmonds would yell in the background, How far did you hit that one, Big Mac? <laughs> <laughs> to make fun of the questions. <laughs> Uh, could we have reported that? Sure. Did it mean anything? No. But in the age of getting yourself out there on Twitter, TikTok, or wherever you, everything, you're a victim. And you know, how do you think he'd handled? Uh... Go use your hand on me, is what I say. Oh. Yesterday you could taste me. Today you can use your hand on me. Oh. I, I try to ease it up toward the weekend. I didn't think he'd have handled Calvin Mack. <laughs> Big Mac, would you say that's a record-setting home run? Calvin might, have, Calvin might have crossed paths with Mark McGuire. Probably, oh, probably. did. I'm sure they loved each other. I remember one game. Can't imagine that, that relationship McGuire, blossoming. McGuire had hit a game-winning home run or something, and we were all gathered around his locker room, and he walked up to us and said, What are you doing here? Go home to your families. <laughs> well, this, is our, this is our job. We just need you to say, like, maybe 10 seconds of, yeah, I got a family. Micah, would you say an outstanding job from Luke today? Outstanding job from Luke. <laughs> That's all we needed. I mean, he just didn't like that, that La Russa ushered like him it. in and he started doing it. He just started repeating what he said. Yeah, Matheny was not a fan of Calvin. Now I remember, and I th- th- it could have been 99 because it had been people had still been crowding over him after breaking the record. I think it was in 2000. I was shocked 
It was me, Jay, and Dave Green were covering the one week of spring training after Claiborne left. And uh, I went up to McGuire and asked him if he had, you know, five or ten minutes. He goes, yeah, I'm going to work out. Come back afterwards. We'll talk. He gave me like 15 minutes. We talked about, isn't it kind of shocking, Mark? I mean, it's, there's nobody in here. He goes, that's the way it should be. Spring training. I've done nothing. Last two years, it's, it's been terrible. This is the way it should be. I didn't do anything. Anyway, he was very forthright. He was happy to finally sit down with the Hall of Fame. Well, with me. <laughs> but I was shocked that he said yes. I mean, you got to ask him. Mm. Um, and then we saw him that night. It uh, was kind of weird. We saw him that night after what bar we went to. And nobody was, he, everybody left him alone. He went with a couple people. They had dinner. Then he's walking out. And one guy asked for an autograph. He stopped and signed. So it was kind of. First time I'd ever seen that, that, like, nobody ever really paid attention to him. Well, he might have been someplace where they just didn't recognize him. That was a pretty popular bar in Jupiter. Well, what bar was it? I forget. Lackawanda, maybe? <laughs> Doug, was it Lackawanda? Something like Isn't that. Isn't that that restaurant in Illinois? with Lot of Water Creek. Lot of Water Creek. Maybe it wasn't spring training. Maybe we saw him in Illinois. That huh. Fever dream. No, it was, it was some bar. <laughs> I saw McGuire a lot of It was Lackawanda. 23 <laughs> years ago. I can't remember what bar it was. Huh. Pink elephants there. I'm not surprised though that you hung out at the same place as the players because you you know you were a playboy on their same level. That's just where we went, and he yeah. was there. That story wasn't exciting the first four times you told no. it. That's from the pastor, James. I don't remember the Lotta Creek story. No, it wasn't supposed to be an exciting story. What's the point of the story? It's some big tough. Were you listening to the other 15 minutes talking about McGuire and not yeah. liking talking to people? What about that? And I was shocked when he said he would give me some time. Mm-hmm. My God, it tied right into the story. Did Mickey Mantle Can cry? I do anything right with yeah. you people? Oh, you, you almost have mother F him. You brought Mickey Mantle button. to tears. Yeah, almost to his knees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who, else, who else in the audience has done that? I guarantee you no one. <laughs> I guarantee you no one in the audience has met him. <laughs> Well, you never know. Yeah, I shouldn't have guaranteed that. There's probably some olds out there that ran into him somewhere. Well, you'd have to be old. Guys, I actually remember that interview with Iggy and McGuire. First question to Big Mac was if he became sexually active at a young age, and all of a sudden the interview was over. That's mm. from the St. Charles from Aphrodite. Yeah, that'll end up. <laughs> Women so funny. wanted to be like him, and guys wanted to be with him. Okay, where's the question? That was about 15 minutes. <laughs> Maybe Swope can find it somewhere. We played it on we played it on 590 in 2000. What oh, did you? Yeah, I had a Emma Morantz. What was that sentence? What sentence? <laughs> I taped it on my Morantz, which means then you'd have to plug it into the system because it's a cassette player. <laughs> Ken is like a big conversational boomerang. You can try to throw the conversation hard in the other direction, but it's coming right back to Ken. It's amazing to witness. It's from Arbor Day, Doug. Again, I, oh my God! We were talking about McGuire telling story. No. I threw out a McGuire story. It was a good one too. Jesus! And it was at Lotta Lotta Creek. And he went to Lotta Lotta Creek. Lotta <laughs> Lotta. Is that all you can eat? And it's fried food I mostly. I can't remember. Oh, dude, it's like you—you're bringing like a ten-pound brick of gold home. And, like literally, you're—it's it, so big. Maybe it was, maybe it was that place that we always talk about when we're down there. They actually spot. Sponsored it a couple times. We were at spring training in the last few years. Guanabana. Guanabana. Yeah. I think it might have been Guanabana. Hey, Lena, Lena? <laughs> nummy, nummy, nummy? Guanabana, Lackawanna. That was a good place there, the Guanabana. Oh, yeah, it's still around. Guanabana's yeah. absolutely right across from Square Grouper, which is a pony. 
We right, had from the lighthouse. We had two Galentine's dinners, me and Doug. We in did the five yeah. or six years Ooh. that we went. Uh, Anything always, naughty? We had got ten nice ice fritters. Yeah, it was always yeah. It landed right around Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. I remember yep. we would be the only couple. Right. Boys club. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> having a romantic <laughs> dinner. Me and Doug. Everyone's there with their sweetheart. Jeff got done being berated by athletes for right. six hours. Just really just, dressed down. I didn't like their fritters. Oh, of course. I love fritters. There's nothing man. wrong with their fritters. <laughs> yeah, it Isn't a fritter just fried flour? It wasn't. Is that a hush puppy? No, conch fritter. Oh. They said it was conch fritter, which I love. What's conch? It really wasn't. It really wasn't conch. Like conch shell? Yeah. It's oh, nice. Yeah, you pull the meat there. Bill's meat. It's an animal. I had a red snapper that was yeah. from. I don't want Bill's fritters. Sorry. Give you ten nice sized fritters. Joining us in a matter of 47 minutes. Tickets now on sale at TMSTL.com for our trivia night, Doug. Uh, and $45 per person gets you all of your AB products, all of your salt and smoke, and, of course, the trivia at St. Gabriel's on Saturday, November 11th. Doors open at 6.30. The trivia gets underway at 7 p.m. for the fun and games for TMA Trivia Night at St. Gabriel's. Get your tickets, buy your table, and you can get two tickets and then be paired with other people. Hell, it doesn't matter. No. Uh, TMASTL.com. Join in the fun and games for TMA Trivia Night. This will not be only TMA Trivia this year, but we can tell you the following. $45 gets all your AB products and all your salt and smoke. Feast, boy, feast. Send your emails in for the design ear. Heating and cooling email today, the morning after, at InsideSTL.com. The morning after at InsideSTL.com. That's coming your way at 945. Then Jackson and I go down the hallway, and then we deal with it. And we're going to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And we're going to deal you with it. You kind of get the McGuire treatment from the listening audience. Blues loss. I'll probably talk a little bit about how it was relatively speaking encouraging and how the players and Craig Berube were encouraged by the execution of a new defensive strategy, and Mm. then I'll be called soft for pointing that out. Jackson will say something about hockey. All hell will break loose. I watched the game. Doesn't matter. Expect you to get really pissed off about a loss in the first game of the year or a tie. Well, if I, like, call out Cairo for not getting that last shot off in the shoes. It wouldn't be bad. Slow it would be down. It wouldn't be bad. Slow down. Uh, Gabe will be with us to get you ready for Missouri and Kentucky. Pivotal game, Doug. No way around it. If you're playing with house money against the uh, LSU Tigers, if that's when you call it, mm-hmm. okay. You're not anymore, Jack. No. You're not anymore. No. You're two-and-a-half-point underdogs. Let's go out there and let's see what we can do against Mark Stoops. Right. He's owned the holes in Columbia. Like Kentucky and over. Think he's not taking the Tigers again. You want Mizzou to lose? No, I hope they win. But if what's, I what's bet, the total? If I bet the game, I don't want Missouri to win. No. The total is 50 and a half. Well, that's kind of low, don't you think? Mm, sorry, 52 and a half. Still Just moved. Ooh, no, nope, 50 and a half. Just moved again. Just firing back and what forth. is it? As soon as I said I'm going over, I went bucks, down. You know, 50 and a half. <laughs> yeah, Sharps were listening, and they immediately kinda, bet the under. The money is uh, kind of low. Pretty eh, money and volume is on Kentucky. All right. Money in the power, money in the power. Uh, so that's coming up. What time is the Colonel with us? 10.15 a.m. 10.15. Yeah, Little Pills Friday Six Shooter. It's going to be a good one today. Yeah, Doug, this is, the, this is the one you wanted. This is the one you're getting. Would you say there's a wide berth today? Of things no. You can oh. talk about? No, we're going to be dialed in. Yeah, Colonel brought to you by James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency online at carltoninsurance.com. 
jefflottman.net. Jeff Lottman's online at J-E-F-F-L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N.com. That's J-E-F-F-L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N.com. He's with Compass Realty, the number one luxury real estate brand in St. Louis, and he made the switch to give his clients that luxury experience. And you see, here's the thing, Doug, you're wrong. Luxury is not about price point. It isn't. It's about experience. Oh. But Jeff has been selling real estate. 22 years in St. Louis, half a billion dollars worth of sales. This guy knows the market, and he will take care of our audience. He is a loyal TMA listener. I need to know his plays for the weekend. I'll give you a play. I really like Washington. Do you now? Yeah. I really like Washington at home against Oregon. I mean, that's the big game this weekend. I understand you're high on the Huskies. <sighs> not necessarily as high on Oregon as I am on the Huskies. Let me put it that way. Who's Colorado got this week? Colorado's got Stanford at night. Yeah. And Deion Sanders is not happy with his time. Missouri plays at 11 a.m. Primetime plays in primetime. Dude, Stanford's in the absolute cellar. Well, they're in the ACC. Are they? Yeah. Yep. The Oceans Conference. The only ones that got left behind were, what, Washington State and Oregon State? Yep. Cal, Berkeley? Did they get left behind? No, no. They're, they're in the ACC, obviously. Yeah. Oh, they're in the okay. Oceans Conference. Oh, yeah, when you, go, when you go to Berkeley, you obviously know you're going to have to travel to the East Coast, an East Coast all school. year right. long. Yeah. Remember when Marshawn Lynch would run the ball against NC State? And then he would drive the little cart around. Yep, that was in Raleigh. So there's only two that got left behind? Oregon State and Washington State. That's, That's right. The others... We'll just play each other eight times next That'd year. Sick. It's so sad. It's sad. And it's wrong. Home and home. It's also wrong. Boys Club. Boys Club. That's like, that UW Oregon game's going to be great. You like the over there? Uh, everyone else does. Yeah. So. Hey, sometimes the chalk is the right play. Yeah, sometimes you ride with I mean, the chalk. I mean, the Missouri-LSU game screamed over, Yep. and it went over. The LSU game this week is also a uh, is uh, looking I, towards an over with Auburn. Ten and a half is the number. What is the total? The though? total is 60 and a half, and all of the money is on the over. I think next year every SEC team should schedule homecoming. When LSU comes to visit. <laughs> As a protest? Yeah, just to make Brian Kelly upset. I've been, I, don't, I haven't seen enough of Auburn to have a real good idea what they're bringing to the table this year. They're pretty buns. Don't you like that? They're pretty no, buns. No, I didn't like it at all. What does that mean? Uh, buns as in cheeks as in ass. Okay, what does that mean? mean bad yeah, or good? good. No. I can't tell with your good and bad website. No, they're, they're down. You freeze. <laughs> I mean, they were taking it to the Georgia Bulldogs. They were, they were neck and neck with the Texas A&M Aggies in College Station. Yeah, but then they got then they get smoked by uh, they got smoked by Thurs. Uh, Bill. Oh There's Bill. Didn't but A&M ended up blowing them out, right? Doug? I don't know. I thought A&M was buns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean A&M won by 17, and then oh. uh, 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 Georgia. Well, they only beat lost to Georgia by a touchdown. Maybe they're less buns than I thought. Mm-hmm. From what I saw against A and M, they looked pretty buns. Yeah, they're a better team at home. So. Uh, Missouri plays UMass next year. Auburn beat UMass fifty-nine to fourteen. Ooh, transitive property. God. <laughs> UMass. You're not excited to go up to Amherst? I have been told by uh, hashtag sources that game will never happen. Wow. That is not happening. Although I got to tell you, it's getting a little late for this thing to never happen. Yeah, isn't it next year? It is next year. You got to find gotta, somebody else. I mean, not that it'll never happen. It actually isn't happening, and everybody involved knows it, but they haven't figured out who to replace UMass with. 
Who would you want, Doug? Who would you want to replace? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's like Lou Rowe, Marcus Camby, yeah. yeah, Brown. I don't know. I guess you'd have to find a school. Like, say you wanted to play Brown. <laughs> you'd have to find a, a, a game on Brown's schedule where they would have to give it up, and then the team that Brown's giving up on would have to agree to play UMass so Missouri could play Brown, right? U- UMass can go play in Pullman, Washington, because they don't have anyone else to play against. But it's non-conference. Yeah. Yeah. I guess every game's non-conference now. For <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Wazoo. So they guess they're like Notre Dame, just kind of picking teams. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Yeah, it's kind of weird. You change one game, and now you got to change like 60 different games. Oh yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. It's the, that's the thing about this this trip to Amherst that was scheduled. Same year, Missouri hosts Boston College. So fun. Mm-hmm. Rematch. Some athletic director <laughs> sat there and said, "Let's start playing the schools in Massachusetts." Because of the natural geographic rivalry we have with them. And obviously, how many recruits? Missouri gets probably 8 to 12 out of Massachusetts. Most of I mean, yeah, the most of their is big all... uglies. That's yeah. what, I mean, I, I think Drake guys. has a summer home there, you yeah. know. Yeah. You could. Cape Cod. Right off the harbor. You could have a summer home in Cape Cod if you made $6 million a oh, year. Yeah. Certainly. Maybe Travis Recruit. Ford talked to the AD and said, you'd probably like it up there. It's a nice little area up there in Amherst. Oregon State and Washington University have holes in their schedule. Doug, is it time to take a trip to Corvallis? Uh, I have no interest yeah. in playing up there. What about Pullman? It's a loss. You're not what about bringing Drew to Bledsoe to Columbia? Oh, now we're talking. That'd make more sense than Stephen Jackson. UMass. Yeah, if they want to come to Missouri, that's fine. But it's, we're, that, we're fighting an uphill battle. If Dude, you're the images of Oregon Corvallis. State and Corvallis look tremendous. There you go, Doug. Well, they got to replace it with another butt ass. They're not going to replace UMass with a team that can, they can lose to. Who did Mizzou basketball play a couple years ago? Paul Mitchell. Paul <laughs> Mitchell, the that's, salon? That's had, the salon. They like, played something just like it was Paul been, Quinn. Paul Quinn College, yeah. yeah. Are they available? Are they fielding a football team? I don't think so. I suppose you could schedule St. Louis U. They don't have a team. You get a W there. <laughs> <laughs> and it's local. That'd be yeah. great. Mm-hmm. I love watching Flash Fried Tunesis. Veer the show into Kenny Ditch after Kenny Ditch. In the first 10 minutes of the show alone, Ken has jerked the conversation into the round of music trivia that no one wants him to do. The latest leg in his old man triathlon hitting a golf ball 200 yards and some ancient porn pervert he knows. He's like a big attention whoring bear fattening up before his 72-hour social hibernation. Mm. Grow up, Peter Pan! Doug got some Arbor Day. He's cresting over there. He's I in mean, full crest. Oh, He's got the hands to his face. It's the same thing every day. I mean, I'm talking about things that were, were talked about. I, yeah. Doug, you brought up Herschel Savage. I did not. You brought up porn. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> somebody did. You. No, somebody asked if one of our listeners was dating a porn star. We brought up a porn name, and I said, speaking of porn. So there you go. We're talking porn. <laughs> we were talking golf. I brought up Lexi Thompson. So there were topics being discussed. I didn't just... By the way, I know you guys are talking about the blues, but you hear Herschel Savage passed away? <laughs> I would like you to start doing that, though. Yeah. Just in the middle of the sports. By the way, it's Mr. Smith's birthday. How about that? Flash-dried Tunesis? Is that what they call it? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what that is. Tunesis is a cat. Yeah, a driving like... cat, for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> Tunesis. Tunesis was the name of a cat on a very funny skit on Saturday Night Live. I don't remember that. But it is Mr. Smith's birthday, so happy birthday, Mr. Smith. There it is. Swinger, no. Mr. Smith. Oh, now that had nothing to do with Tunesis or no, Saturday Night that, that was something that veered off, and it took exactly three seconds to say, Happy birthday, Mr. Smith. Okay. Doug, you see the Missouri uniforms for this week? No, I'm almost afraid to. 
Gold domes, white jersey, gold pant. <laughs> what, LSU? We're going to look like LSU. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that is LSU. And when you say gold, you mean yellow. Uh, yeah, but gold. Yellow. Yes. Horrible. Gold. Horrible. Gold. Can we stick, can we at least stick with a helmet? If we're going to change jerseys and pants, Wildcats. now shorts every game, can we at least have a helmet that looks like Missouri? What are they going to wear between the hedges when they shock the world? White on white. You think it's all white season? And possibly white helmets to go. <laughs> that Georgia helmet is nice. I've always liked that red the G. with the G, yeah. Kind of the Packers G, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It's just a good-looking helmet. Nothing better and than Notre funny, Dame. funny, they don't change it every week. Notre Dame, the same shiny gold helmet, mm-hmm. blue jerseys. Just Jackson attacked the Notre Dame Fighting Irish yesterday on Balloon Party and mocked the potato famine. So he's hearing from council today. <laughs> Why would you mock the potato famine? I didn't mock the potato famine. Uh, I was just saying, because Tim asked me, because he asked me my favorite uniforms. In I was raving football. about the Minnesota Twins home uniforms in their series against the Astros. Right. Did you like those, Jug, Doug? Jug? Jug. Doug, Doug, Perry Switzer. <laughs> I don't remember Morning, exactly. Jug, Doug, Jug, and Tim. Uh, cream base navy script with Twin Cities across the boy breasts. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, I didn't pay attention to it. Phillies had kind of their old school uniform. Yeah, about the, that's what they used to wear when they came to Bush Stadium on yeah. the AstroTurf. Mike mm-hmm. Schmidt. Michael Jack Schmidt to you. Now, the Phillies color has always struck me as kind of a really dark pink. I know it's supposed City to be red. red. Isn't it maroon? I don't know. It always kind of looks to me like a dark pink. It's all yeah. scarlet. City, City red. red. City red? Philadelphia red. They're making crap up anyways. You might as well make up a color. Uh, who's going to be in the World Series? Go. Is it going to be a rematch? Uh, the Rangers look awfully good. Uh, although, you know, Houston is pretty great themselves. I think it feels like the Rangers year now. I thought it was going to be the Braves before, but clearly that wasn't the case. I'll say I'll say Phillies and Rangers. Wow, the Battle of Texas goes to the T. There, mm-hmm. Fair enough. There it is. Inside word. Bet your LCS is That's appropriate. Uh, we'll have drops of the week coming up. Then we have Lisa Ann at 9 o'clock. And we have the designer heating and cooling. Then we have Gabe at 1015 on 101 ESPN. It's all right there for you. This is TMA from the Michelob Ultra Studios.